Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Next Reel's Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where the Next Reel team gathers to take on the news, reviews, new trailers, and the hotly debated weekly list challenge. I'm Pete Wright. It is Saturday, February 12, 2022. And on this fine day in the grand old year of 1909, the NAACP was founded. Happy Black History Month and happy birthday, NAACP. 
A happy birthday, too, to beloved children's author Judy Bloom, born this day in 1938, along with Abe Lincoln in 1809. Are you a political wonk? Then you know that this is the very same day in 1999 that Bill Clinton was acquitted on all articles of impeachment. Actor Sal Mineo was killed on this day in 1976, and the last grand Hollywood work stoppage since 1988 ended on this day in 2008, when the members of the Writers Guild picked up their pens once more, and after 100 days of improv, attempted to save us from the onslaught of reality television. New voices on the show this week. I am thrilled to welcome Jay Shepard and Josh Stolte to the TNR rotation. They join us from their voluminous podcastery on the RetroZap podcast network, including the Superhero Suite, Scarlet Velocity, a Flash podcast, and Enjoy Stuff. Josh, Jay, welcome to Saturday. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot for having us. Uh, I'm thrilled you're here. I'm uh, thrilled to have your voices uh, in the rotation. Uh, do you want to give a, uh, a a little background for for uh, those n- new to your voices who've never heard you? Right quick, uh, give us your your uh, bona fides, your creds, Jay. Well, uh, I've I've been podcasting for about 15 years. Started uh, working with uh, the podcast over at theforce.net, the Forcecast, uh, in its pre-pubescent form, I guess, back when it wasn't really just a podcast. It was just, I don't know, it was was an audio file that we put on the (laughs) server before podcasts were kind of the thing. It was like a 15-minute show uh, every now and then. Before Apple. um, (laughs) BAC. Yeah, 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 definitely. (laughs) And and then I started a uh, podcast with another guy doing uh, Star Wars literature called Jedi Journals. But uh, Josh and I had been friends for a little while, having met through like Forcecast fan groups and meeting at different uh, conventions and stuff like that. I stalked him and, online uh, until I found enough uh, dirt on him that he had no choice to hang out with me. Yeah. So, <laughs> Right. Well, I, you know, I mean, but I was going to talk to you anyway. Oh, well, that's uh, good. Which is, you know, you don't know that, but... And uh, yeah, and so uh, we started uh, podcasting back in 2013, I think it was, uh, with our Green Justice and Arrow podcast. And then Shield, Agents of Shield started the next year. And so we said, well, that, that looks like a fun show to do. And then we kind of just kept adding different shows to our to our list. And um, yeah, he's, you know, I mean, he's become a great friend of mine, you know, so much that, you know, he really just finishes my sandwiches yeah 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 <laughs> well, well well played well played please. uh and uh uh josh no do you have any more sandwiches to finish did he start lying <laughs> at what point did he start lying about, about your history <laughs> no that's pretty pretty much it now i actually uh w- when he and i started podcasting i was podcasting uh with another buddy of mine um some different shows and we did that for uh, quite a few years until, um, I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago there was this pandemic and, um, things got, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of mixed up and changed and Jay and I just never stopped. So we, he kind of helped take over that show for a while temporarily until it ended, but we branched off into another show called enjoy stuff, which just basically spawned from the idea that we love having a good time with entertainment, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, movies, TV, music, whatever. And, and, you know, I'm just worn out from living in a culture where it's socially acceptable to spew hate at entertainment 
creation. So my whole life, I've had tons of fun immersing myself in uh, whatever pop culture and doesn't matter if it's a masterpiece or a flaming turd. I'd rather just enjoy it, you know? So that's what we talk about. <laughs> all right. I love it. Uh, and uh, people can find that over at the RetroZap Network, Google, all of the uh, assorted and sundry names and links uh, I'll drop in the show notes as first timers. Very excited to have you on the show. The first link we have, the first story to talk about, I think, I, I don't know if it is the most important story of the week, but uh, it is the most nominated story of the week. The 2022 <laughs> Oscar nominations are out. Uh, what do you think? Are your, uh, did, did all your favorites get noticed this time around? <laughs> Uh, favorites i i don't know um i've been seeing people bandy about the term snubbed in terms of like spider-man no way home and i was asking some other people it's like did you really think that was yeah. going to get nominated because when you know besides you know the occasional technical award for superhero movies you know superhero movies have never been up for best picture so i've only seen maybe i think half of the Best Picture nominations at this point. Mm -hmm. There are a couple on there I don't think necessarily should have been on there. Um, but uh, there's there's a lot of stuff on here that is, you know, I think worthy of of the time. Uh, I, Dune definitely got its um, what its 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 day in the sun, mm -hmm. I guess. And so <laughs> I I didn't I haven't seen most of them on there, but. You know, for me, I, I really like the Oscars. I know that uh, it's not necessarily popular opinion anymore, but for me, it's more of like a celebration of movies. And once these things come out, I I try to kind of check as many of them out as I can at some point. And I probably wouldn't otherwise if they hadn't been nominated, if they weren't um, involved in this, this yeah. bizarre celebration of the industry that they've created. Yeah, it's it's interesting and the the there is some frustration. I think for me the frustration is around things like you, you know you mentioned Dune. Dune gets the best uh, picture nomination. Fantastic. Um I, I to me deserves to be there. Um doesn't have any best actor, uh doesn't have any best actress, doesn't have best director does yeah. give Greg yeah. Frazier the cinematography uh, award, which I think it deserves to be nominated for that too. Uh, but I do think the, um, uh, the Denis Villeneuve, that, that would qualify to me as a snub. And uh, because I think his craftsmanship deserves being noticed. Now, who would I take out mm -hmm. of that? Well, I haven't seen drive my car. Um, so I don't know. Um, uh, the rest of the movies are terrific. I'm a big Paul Thomas Anderson film. I know some people are are you know having and hawing that licorice pizza isn't as good as it as it has been built up to be, but uh, it's terrific. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, uh, PTA is kind of hit or miss. Yeah, you know, yeah. For, at least for me. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see Nightmare Alley at some point because I'm a big Guillermo del Toro fan, um, and I I'm interested to see. The release of Nightmare Alley just hit, and it includes both the color and the black and white version um, that you can stream. Oh, cool. So, uh, and, you know, uh, Andy uh, on this show has, has now watched them both and is just swept away by that movie. Um, so uh, the, the, the thing that I notice about lists like this, and I, I don't know if it's just 
because there aren't that many other choices or if it's just, you know, kind of the industry being in a rut like everybody else. But Mm -hmm. I just see so many repeated names, um, you know, in batches and and have been you know for for several years you know like i see olivia coleman up again uh this year and it's great i haven't seen the lost daughter uh so i you know i can't compare you know i think back to seeing her in hot fuzz every time i see something with her and it's like she's an oscar-winning actress now but you know, it's just, it's stuff like that. You just get into these cycles where it's, it's the same people... It's for, for her, though. She was nominated. You know she was nominated for her work in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, you know, just it, looking back across her career, right? Yeah. It's the collective yeah. it uh, nomination. Collective. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I, uh, I do like seeing uh, we we recently did a show uh, celebrating being the being the ricardos i like that nicole kidman is in there i i think i am a uh, also a um uh, a bit of an island on that one, perhaps. Uh, I have not, I, I, you know, I think Kristen Stewart is terrific and Spencer, like, I think those are deserved. I look at these, I haven't seen Parallel Mothers. I think, um, um, oh, Passing, Passing is a huge miss this year in particular, that, that it is in, in terms of uh, a film that, that really celebrates representation, that is a unique uh, and subtle watch. And, and I, I feel like that's mm. a miss this year. Um, but I have notoriously uh, bearish on the Oscars in general. I mean, you, the, the, our SatMat catalog is littered with Pete complaining about uh, about the Oscars. <laughs> and this year, there's there's I find myself kind of shutting up. Um, I think there are a lot of great picks on here. Uh, a few that I wish were on here, but generally, I, you know, my let's just say my my horses are in the race. And that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff I watch is the popular stuff. And I think uh, Josh is kind of with me on this. You know, we're we're watching the popular superhero movies and stuff like that, the sci-fi films. And, you know, those things aren't going to normally be nominated. Um, I I come from a film background, so I do get and branch out into some of the foreign films or documentaries and stuff occasionally. But I I don't have a lot of energy to... (laughs) think about and a lot of these are so depressing when you start watching them it's just like i really just i want to watch mitchell's versus the machines you know yeah yeah um which is nominated that's nominated but um it is i was going to go back to the um nicole kidman it being nominated here and i i granted she was great and being the ricardos but you know as with Olivia Coleman, this yeah. is really for her work in BMX Bandits. Yeah, which well, of course it is. I mean, settled science. Everyone's down with that, so <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I think I, I think there is some stuff to be excited about. I uh, loved 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 Coda, and I just have to shout out uh, the incredible performances, um, in particular, Troy Kotsuer in Coda. Uh, anyway, I'm very excited about that, uh, about that movie and that it was nominated and that it is so delightful and that it has recanonized performances of Joni Mitchell. So, um, Nice. Of course, I'll check ben, that out. Yeah. Benedict Cowboy Batch in The Power of the Dog <laughs> is, is, worth, is worth seeing. I still need to see uh, that one. That one. Yeah, they got good. quite a few uh, in there. I have. What? I have really. I felt that in the last several years, there there are just so many really good 
films to choose from because there's so many different ways to get it out now. And I think it, I mean, if I was the one of the people choosing these things, I think it would be really difficult for me to narrow it down and find one because there's just so many. Uh, and and well, that's why you get the envelope of money but... in the mail. They send you money to pick their film. So it's, well, you know, you just, yeah. And that's uh, why they haven't accepted any of my uh, choices there, but you know, <laughs> Just check your bank account. Yeah, they don't take lint, lint, and old receipts. Uh, I do find, uh, I do find, I think what makes this year and and uh, you know to even an even greater extent than last year, I think that more movies are more accessible than they have ever been going into the Oscars. Like I think, I agree. Just about every one of these movies is available now or imminently available uh, on streaming, and yeah. that is that's really great. And it leads to, I think this this. Uh, you know, I posted another article on Netflix Connected Universe and and the changing values or the changing perspectives and the value of the theater going experience. And I was listening to a wonderful uh, podcast on this subject uh, from this analyst from Parrot Analytics talking about how, um, you know, one, we've been conditioned for many years now that television production value can be every bit as good as what you would see in a theater uh, to oh, sure. giant yeah. TVs are cheaper than they have ever been. Meaning you can get pretty close to a, to your most satisfying film experience, you know, for all, but the, those with very high standards. Uh, and that means that, you know, the world that we are living in, if you want your movie to be seen, it needs to be on streaming it's not going to be a thing that has to have a theatrical release. That is, that perspective is changing in the industry. And getting these exclusives on Apple TV+, Plus, on Netflix, on Hulu, that's what's changing the game because you want eyeballs on the movie. And, you know, Netflix is releasing, what, 86 films this year? Like, more than one a week. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. But and if you want your movie to make money... Is that the way to do it? Well, if your movie is the way of the dog or the power of the dog, you want people to see it, right? That's you want true. people to be yeah. because people are not going to go to the theater for the power of the dog. Why? Because Benedict Cumberbatch is not wearing a smart cape, right? <laughs> if it's not a superhero, right? Or, or you know, some great big action movie, um, you know, it's like the theater, the definition of what it means to be a theatrical uh, film is uh, I, I think interestingly changing, and that's what I think this this piece from uh, Parrot is is talking about. That we are we have an we have an opportunity for word of mouth to pick up to the point that uh, it can really help movies that you would otherwise have assumed would have needed a theatrical release. That thinking might have changed yeah. opinion. I, and I think. Um... You know, what HBO Max did for better or for worse this year with their, you know, dual release dates for theater and and on their streaming platform it was an interesting experiment. And, you know, I think people really liked it. And yeah. you could tell that, you know, there were people in the industry that were not happy about this because it decreased that value like like Josh was saying you know just the the they were not selling the tickets and somebody else was getting the money yeah and well that's kind of what it, you know there's yeah. that bottom weird bottom line yeah so well this is the thing that I think is so is so interesting about that is that we are in the middle of this this change and yeah it means that there are going to be some movies that get buried in streaming because there's just so much content but it, it also means that movies are going to get talked about that might otherwise have 
been flash in the pan in theaters and hadn't sold just a handful of tickets and disappeared. Um, and yeah. so, you know, listening to these analysts talk about what they're seeing in terms of the future of theatrical, uh, some assumptions are going to be made that the, uh, you know, the grown-up films, <laughs> right, the power of the dogs, yeah. um, are, we're going to assume that they're going to need a big release online and that the theatrical might not be the best uh, the best route first, or at least, you know, shorter windows. Right. But, and having them nominated though, that gives, you know, that level, that, that gives the extra eyeballs on it. As Josh said, he probably wouldn't be looking at some of these if it weren't for the fact that these are deemed important enough to be nominated and potentially win. Right. Mm-hmm. So whatever wins, you know, that's, that's yeah. guarantee of some other kind of sales or views or whatever sure. in the market. Sure. So we know at least these 10 movies are going to do very, very well in streaming. <laughs> right. <laughs> Steven right. Spielberg has found streaming, and I hear he's really excited about it. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I think we need to talk about trailers. What do you think? I love trailers. Oh, sounds good. I, uh, uh, Jay, what's your trailer? It is the Adam Project. What's going on, honey? It's the third time you've been suspended for fighting. I know you think I'd be better at it by now. I don't understand you. Dad would. I miss him too, you know. But son, you need to think about your future. Because it's coming. than you think. seems to be near and dear to my heart. It appears to be a time-traveling science fiction film filled with uh, superhero actors. So we've got, uh, let's see, uh, I think uh, Deadpool is in it, and he teams up with Gamora uh, to uh, find his younger self, whose father happens to be the Hulk, and uh, his mother is Elektra. So hopefully that made sense to everybody. But uh, directed by Sean Levy, who uh, directed... uh, Brian Reynolds previously and, and Free Guy this last year, as well as the Night of the Night at the Museum films, which are cute films. Yeah. I enjoyed those with my oh, kids. Yeah. So, but uh, there's some fake lightsabers. There's laser tag guns. There's flying ships and portals and time travel shenanigans. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know it looks pretty unique, considering it's got all of those those all of those things in it that you just left listed as references right considering that it seem it feels a little bit unique it doesn't seem like uh right i i don't i can't say oh it's like a back to the future time travel film or you know it 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 seems family oriented ish in terms at least that it's about a family not necessarily i mean i'm assuming it's gonna be family friendly you know pg pg 13 at least um it's not a horror time travel film it's not a hard sci-fi film it just looks like a fun saturday popcorn kind of let's go back and meet your younger self you know like what's the worst that can happen it's interesting that this comes from those guys because i was i think i could have had the exact same conversation about free guy like 
I and I love Free Guy. I had a blast. It's just like mm-hmm. let's take all of everything that we can think of and jam it into the same movie and see if we can make something kind of unique out of it. And I, I think that was successful. And I I sort of feel like this is a refinement on a theme. It, it could be, yeah. And uh, it's interesting um, just to see Ryan Reynolds. You know, I don't want to necessarily say branching out because he has done a large variety of stuff, but you know, uh, this looks very different from free guy other than, you know, there's some of his joking around kind of stuff in it. Um, looks, you know, it's completely opposite of anything like red notice that just came out, uh, or, uh, six underground, which I think was his previous, previous, previous film. Yeah. So speaking of direct Netflix exclusives that didn't mm-hmm. get a theatrical release worth anything rightfully, <laughs> What a disaster yeah, yeah, yeah. that was. But uh, uh, yeah, this I mean, just from a sci-fi standpoint, I'm I'm just kind of a sucker for time travel films in general. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see what they what they do with it, how they how they take it, especially again with him coming back to meet and interact with his younger self. It's not just kind of a helping from the shadows thing. It looks like it's, you know, Indian short round <laughs> running yeah, around right, or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think, and uh, you know, anytime you're going to give me a third act that allows us to end in a, oh, I've learned something from my younger self. Oh, I learned something by seeing where the future is. That pulls at my heartstrings, and I'm I'm a sucker for that too. I don't even I don't actually yeah. need the fake lightsabers, but I'll take them. <laughs> uh, okay, when can when is that coming out? It's uh, March 11th, uh, direct to Netflix. What do we have? Uh, what do we have next, Josh? Well, um, I got to pick the latest trailer for Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear Mission Log. After a full year of being marooned on this planet, our first test flight is a go. Let's get everyone home. Good luck, Captain. We're counting on you. Roger that. Uh, I'm super stoked about this movie. Uh, I mean, I love all the Pixar movies anyway, but um, this is just, uh, this is kind of taking it off in a different, unique direction, you know, with the, just, I like the, I guess it is the, the movie that Andy would have gone to see, uh, you know, that made him want to buy the Buzz Lightyear doll. That's, that's how I'm, that's how I'm picturing it. Right. Um, But with, with Chris Evans as, as Buzz Lightyear's voice, but much more realistic. Um, I don't want to say gritty, you know, but it looks um, worn down, right? Like you have, I mean, you, you look at this trailer and there's, there's, you know, scratches on his suit and there's, they're on this kind of dirtier planet that looks, I guess they're marooned on it. That's what the last trailer kind of, kind of revealed. Um, and he's having to save them, but there's so many of those little Pixar details that they put in there. And it's just kind of an interesting idea to, to take this character and really make him more of like a hero rather than just kind of the, the comic sidekick like, like he is in toy story. Yeah. I think it, I, I think it looks, uh, of course I'm, I, I was, I don't know. I was bearish about it when I saw the teaser. I didn't I, mostly because I didn't, I, I wanted to pretend I wouldn't be spoiled, uh, but this movie lights up my inner <laughs> child. Like, you know, I just didn't want to get my expectations up. Some people don't get their expectations up by not watching trailers, and I go completely the other way and just watch oh, them. Oh, me on, too. 
Yeah. Uh, ah. And and so I looked at this movie and I thought this is, I mean, this is all, it's all the right source material. And they have Chris Evans and Taika Waititi. And uh, I just, I'm just very excited about what it could be. I'm excited about what it could be. The fact that they have these rogue tentacles and nobody seems to care too much uh, <laughs> is such a, a neat bit. It is. I I, I think we're going to get like some some origins, you know, of characters like uh, Emperor Zerg, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's there's going to be uh, interesting stories we've never seen, like with those tentacles. I have a theory about that. But um, and then, you know, I, I, I like uh, going to the, the Disney parks, you know, my family and I kind of we go to, to both Florida and California and there's two Toy Story-ish kind of rides. One is um, a specific Buzz Lightyear um, where you're shooting aliens and stuff like this. And I just, I mean, I would love to see it like kind of updated with the stuff from this movie that gives you a lot more <laughs> options for for uh, immersing yourself that in that cool. silly little world. <laughs> or better still, if they made the movie on rails, that would be great. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> I I would I would sit in a in a little buggy watching this thing, yeah. you know. And if they could put a yeah. gun on that buggy, you know, where I could aim oh, yeah. lasers at the screen, I'm down. Right, that's me. Yes, that's the, for it's sure. the only thing that was missing from Pirates of the Caribbean is it wasn't on rails. <laughs> it would have <laughs> would have been amazing. Uh, it was I, off the rails. It was yeah. it was off the rails. That's right. What uh, when does it when do we get to see it? Uh, this is expected in in June, so uh, uh, it should be right. coming not, not too long. Yeah. I got hopefully I, in theaters. I've got one that was uh, now. Uh, wait a minute, would it be uh, sixty seven seven seventy million years in the making? It hasn't been five million years since the first movie. <laughs> it is Jurassic World Dominion dinosaurs. I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real. Something that we could see and touch. Creation is an act of sheer will. Life will find a way. can't keep her here forever. They find her, we're never going to see her again. we got to protect her. That's our job. Humans and dinosaurs can't coexist. We created an ecological disaster. Allie Sattler. Alan Grant. You didn't come out all this way just to catch up now did you you coming or what oh my goodness i'm so glad i waited till today to pick my trailer uh i saw this trailer and i was like those guys are suckers getting their trailers in so early i am i i uh this is colin trevorrow it's the the end of the grand trilogy that was uh started with the jurassic world and uh it is all about dinosaurs everywhere here's the thing 
I have I felt like this is the punchline on a joke that started with the first movie. That this is it is where it should have gone faster. More dinosaurs in like the Vatican. That's what I wanted all along. <laughs> Full on dinosaur disaster movie. I want them. Oh, the Propsaratops. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I want them everywhere. It and, wasn't enough uh, that they had the Pokemon in the Vatican. Now you, you really wanted... <laughs> I wanted that too, though. Okay. I was already primed. I was already primed. This is... I, we, we had the Dinosaur Garage in the last movie and now this is Dinosaur... <laughs> I'm so... I, this, is the, this is the end of the thing where you tell a joke too many times that it becomes funny again. It, it's like come around the horn. It's like yes. too many rakes. Uh, and so I am very excited about this movie and when they do the shot at the very end where uh, where we've got um, Chris Pratt and Sam Neill, so Owen Grady and Alan Grant, and they both say, don't move at the same time, I got chills. I got chills. <laughs> I was so excited about that. I so is, is, this not, is this not Jurassic World Awakens? Is this not just a rehash of the first yes. film, but with new character yeah, or new it's actors? It's fine. So I'm saying it's fine. Okay. It's fine. This we just did a show okay. that was lovingly, lovingly titled "Weaponized Nostalgia," and we're trying to figure out what it is about movies that can attach to our heart. And you know, for those of us who liked uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, and give us a movie experience that we enjoy, and those that that generally did not. Uh, Matrix Revolution. I felt like this movie should make me vomit in my mouth a little bit. It is so overkill. And yet it had me uh, at, at screeching dinosaurs. It's, I'm just saying, don't get your expectations up. It's, you know, just based on a trailer. You are talking to the wrong guy. I, I'm already there. Flame on. <laughs> So uh, that's it. It's got the whole gang back. You, you're telling me you guys are not at the least bit excited about oh, Dominion. Oh, abs- I'm totally stoked about this. I'm yes, oh, I'm super okay. excited. I don't even think I saw the second one or the what? previous one. So <gasps> uh, yes, no, I I have seen all of them, and I haven't loved all of them. But no, nope. to me this and and I'm I'm with you. Uh, this is like this trailer really got me pumped up as soon as I saw, you know, the original cast in there with them. I'm like, oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yes. This is everything. I mean, for Josh, it's Land of the Lost and then Jurassic Park. I mean, those are like the two <laughs> pinnacles of that's prehistoric. The crossover. That's that's what's that's how this that's is going to exactly end. Right. That is the dream. That's exactly right. This it, it, this movie answers the question, though, for for those people who didn't like you know, movies because not enough dinosaurs. This movie is going to test that. Yeah. I really think this yeah. does that because it is a litmus test for it that. Is, right? It is exactly a litmus test because there, there is a, seriously, there won't be enough room in this movie for anything else but dinosaur. So just get ready for that. There's no craft. There's just sweaty people running from dinosaur. <laughs> and I, which is probably am, why Colin Trevorrow's uh, Star Wars film got canceled. I would guess, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, because too many. There were too many, too many dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yeah. 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 Are, are one of All the right. original three going to get eaten? I, I, are we going to see Ian Malcolm, Alan Grant, or Ellie <laughs> Sattler get eaten? Is that oh, something that's going to happen? Because I don't want that to happen. Oh no! Also, uh, B. D. Wong was in yeah, there B. too, Wong so it could there, be him. Yeah, but yeah. he's been—he yeah. was in the last one too. I mean, so I mean, yes, but oh, let's well, see—I didn't see the last one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Who's I just don't want Jeff Goldblum. You know they've got to kill somebody. 
No, no, they don't. They they don't. You know, this one comes out. uh, This is another big, big summer thing. Uh, If you are in France, you can be one of the first to see it on June 8th. Uh, as it begins its roll roar around the world, it finally hits the United States June 10th. That, that would be Lay Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. Dominion. And now, <laughs> let's play a game. I love that you guys spend so much time talking about Flash and DC and superheroes and performances of these characters and people. And I thought that it might be fun to test your mettle in uh, a game uh, of uh, Six Degrees of Grant Gustin. How do you feel about that? Now, the special twist, the special twist on Six Degrees of Grant Gustin, that is just where we start. The special twist that I would like to add to the game today is that we will start with an actor in the DC Extended Universe, uh, films or television. And on the other side of the fence, I am going to offer a list a short list of actors on the Marvel side. And your job will, one of you will assign the other to see how to pick how far they're going to get to the other side. So for example, we're going to, we're going to start with, let's say pick, let's start with, with uh, Grant Gustin, because that's the name uh, I've chosen to give the game and (laughs) go to the other side. So I might say uh, uh, to Josh, for example, um, Chris Hemsworth or Brie Larson. You pick one of those to assign to Jay to play six degrees to get to the other side. Do you, do you understand how that, how that plays? Yes. Yeah. So you're going to, you'll give me a choice of two. I pick one and, and, and give it to Jay. And he has to do it. It's up to me (laughs) to bring it home. (sighs) Okay. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do that one. Let's start with Grant Gustin and, and, um, what did I say that we were going to start with? Uh, <laughs> I've already forgotten. <laughs> Brie Larson. Chris Hemsworth or Chris Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, one would you like to, to have, Jay? Okay. Uh, I'll do uh, Brie, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. So Grant Gustin to Brie Larson. Now, I am giving you both actors or directors to connect to these, uh, with these people. So, man, I am so out of practice. <laughs> I haven't done this uh, with my oh. friends for like 30 years now. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm ready, man. I'm, when it comes to games, I'm really, really good at losing every time. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. We're in great shape. Grant Gustin to Brie Larson. Man, you know, just because I watched The Flash, that's like... <laughs> yeah, I you, think that's... I mean, I think there, well, there's, what, one other thing I've seen Grant Gustin in, which would have been a um, Glee at some yes, point. Yes, and you know what? Oh my Glee, gosh. interestingly, does offer a few uh, ways out. Unfortunately, it's not this. <laughs> You can get there. Yeah. I'll go ahead and give it to you. There is a, it has a bacon number of two. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Because all I got to do, I mean, I figure if I could get to Chris Evans, I mean, I can get, well, if I can get to pretty much anybody else in the Marvel Universe, I can get to Brie Larson um, via yeah, Infinity War or, or uh, Endgame, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And boy, the the jump across like I can get into the into movie actors with Ezra Miller. Yes, that that would be another interesting one. Yeah, so from the Flash TV show, we can get Ezra Miller because he guest starred in the Flashpoint uh, coda, yeah. uh, as it were, or 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 a moment in or in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. I mean, and then, jeez, once we're <laughs> What has he done? Oh my gosh! Okay, there's. A, you're saying there's two. Saying I see. I see a chasm ahead of me. And let me tell you, I, 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 this would have been. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and save you because this. Unless of course, okay, because I'm, I'm trying not team, to Google this. Want but... a team and try this. There is a movie that I have not seen that stars people okay. that connect uh, these two things. So okay. if you haven't seen this one movie, uh, you're out. Yeah, give me the movie because I can probably if I if I've seen it or I know it, I can the probably movie go from there. Is Crystal with a K? Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't do it for me. All right, now well, remember, me, uh, uh, Jane, yeah, how, uh, Grant Gustin's been on like all of this, like the CW shows. So there's always yeah those people too. Uh, yeah, but those, I mean, majority of those people are all TV. Actors, That's, right? There's not true. a lot of crossover to to the films, and 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 as far as I know, Bree hasn't really done anything on the TV side. Okay. So, all right. So let's see. Uh, what about? Um, hmm. <laughs> I give you a hard one. I should have picked Chris Hemsworth. That would have been easier. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I, I don't know that that would have been easier. I'm going to go ahead and save you. The movie was Crystal. Okay. It was written and directed. It was directed by William H Macy. Does that get you closer? To Brie Larson. Uh, let's see, Fargo. <laughs> um, that's taking me further away. Um, <laughs> Where did Brie Larson get her uh, get her big big breakout role? Was that wasn't it Room? Was that it, or was it before it Room? Was, it was Room. Okay, that was the, I think that was the big one, right? That's the that's the, the I think that was yeah. arguably the biggest one, and uh, well, that or Scott Pilgrim, yeah, but. but but her dad um, yeah. room was William H Macy. Oh, see now that film scarred me. I just remember them being in a room for <laughs> yeah. two hours. That's, so that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that wow. a tough one. I, I feel bad. I, I didn't mean to give you a tough one. I, I just just that's the first first name that popped up there, Jay. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Get ready. Yeah. There's always payback. We've got to go backwards. Yes. So let's yep. start with. Yeah. Let's start with. Um, let's We're not see. out of time or anything. St- <laughs> I think we should start with. <laughs> Let's start with, uh, oh dear, am I going to give you one that's a one? How about uh, Brie Larson? We'll start with Brie. And let's go to uh, either Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Margot Robbie. Let's do Rock. Let's do The Rock. Okay. All right. Let's see. Um, well, he's been in just about everything in the last five years. Uh this is an obscure connection um really okay well it it happens to have okay i'm gonna uh, go ahead and do it and then i have a hint oh just do it yeah okay Uh, (laughs) thank you yeah that's good just 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 go ahead and win the game go ahead and win the game and then i'll tell you the answer yeah you have a you have a okay let's see now um Let's see. What what about like uh, Jane Lynch? Has has she been in? She's been in movies, so maybe something with uh, with her in it that would be connected. Um, 
Let's see, she ever done anything with? Uh... Oh gosh! Now, now the other thing that's popping in my head is like her game show that she does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Or let's see. Uh, Dwayne Johnson has been in stuff with. Uh... Oh, everybody! <laughs> all right, give me, give me. Can I have a hint? I'll, I'll take I'll take one hint and then let's see if it helps me at all. Okay, okay. Uh, Brie Larson was in a movie that revolved around a talk show and a plant. Wait, so am I connecting Dwayne Johnson with Brie Larson? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I was, I was still doing uh, Grant Gustin. Okay. Oh, you were still doing Grant. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. okay. All right. So Brie Larson and Dwayne Johnson, um, mm-hmm. and she was in a movie with a plant. It just, is around just, a talk show and actually two plants. Uh, like between two ferns, like that kind of thing? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. that oh, be, that's what you're talking that's about. That's your first movie. That's your first movie. And then okay. there is an actor that can connect you to another movie that she was in with Dwayne Johnson from there. Okay, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, so, so Dwayne was not in the uh, uh, hangovers, uh, so that doesn't work. No. Nope. No, but he um, was in. You could say this movie was very much a family wait. movie. Oh, okay. Oh, well, oh, the movie that that uh, Dwayne Johnson Dwayne was, was in. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, geez, I don't know. You're you're I, you're trying to kind of give me specific ones. I don't know. I was going like Zach Galifianakis was in The Hangover with uh, 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 Rocket. What's his um, Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper, right? Um, Okay. And he, you know, so that was a Marvel a long way around. Um, yeah, but could you get there from Bradley Cooper to Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> you've, you, I think you might have been harder on yourself. <laughs> I, I think you can get yeah. there. More degrees, for sure. <laughs> Is Black Adam in the Batman? Because if that happens, you can connect to J.K. Simmons and <laughs> get into there. Oh gosh. Uh let's see. A family movie. Wasn't he in that one where he was the tooth fairy? No, that was uh No. That was Drax, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was he was in the Tooth Fairy. Oh, he was in the Tooth Fairy. Okay. But that's yeah. not the family movie you're talking about based on your silence. Uh <laughs> now, now now there's Jumanji. I will. Interesting. That, that between two ferns gets you to Dwayne Johnson with one other actor a number of different ways. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, because there were so yeah, gotta, many guest appearances on that on that. There movie, were. So. I've got to I gotta differentiate it between the actual YouTube videos there. Um yeah. because uh, Matthew McConaughey was in that. Was he yeah. was he in any Dwayne Johnson movies. Gosh. Uh, I mean, who, who else? Uh, Will Ferrell was in it. He might be one. Okay. Will Ferrell was in... Uh, I can't think of anything with The Rock. Was it? Was Will Ferrell in something with The Rock? Or... Uh-huh. Oh, he was. Yeah, Scorpion King, wasn't he? Will, <laughs> Will Ferrell was in the Scorpion King. <laughs> Will Ferrell was the Scorpion King, wasn't he? I think, yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, let's see. Uh, so, it, but this was the family movie with Will Ferrell and The Rock. Well, no, I, or, or no, that that's the connection. It would it would be a different movie. That is a different connection. But there, are, okay, because wasn't it wasn't it that movie with um where Will Ferrell was like a like a uh, with Mark Wahlberg? Um, you know the like there were <gasps> cops or something. Oh, <gasps> what was that called? called? 
What's it called? It was... Chat room has the answer. Not right along. Not right along. Oh, the other guys. The other guys, right? The other guys. Was that it? That is right. Oh, jeez. Which I always confused with the nice guys, which was an entirely better film. <laughs> They're both okay. different, you know. That okay. gives let's, us we we've, let's, we're going bad. backwards now. So we're <laughs> starting with DC. We've got Dwayne Johnson, and we're going. Where are we going to go from here? <laughs> Dwayne know, we, maybe Johnson. we should work as a team. Is this? <laughs> yeah, I think we should work as a team for sure. Uh, let's do Dwayne Johnson gets us back to either Scarlett Johansson or Anthony Mackie. Oh, no, you. Uh, let's see. Is it yeah, my turn to pick? Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. See. You deserve to pick. I, I think so Scarlett Johansson <laughs> might be easier. Don't, don't you think, Jay? Scarlett Johansson's gonna be easier. I think. I <laughs> at this point. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. All right. So, so I'm we're glad connecting... no one's listening to this. That just makes me feel better. Oh. So. Oh, so we're connecting oh, Dwayne listen. Johnson with Scarlett Johansson. Is that right? Yes, we are. Okay. And right. and I, I'm right. I'm gonna give you an option to limit. If you would like, because the the this option does include a director, but I can remove that option if you don't want to think about directors, if you just want to think about actors. Yeah, I don't know if I can. I have enough uh, okay. names of all the current directors here to got handle it. that. Got it. Got it. All right. So Dwayne Johnson, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. All right. So let's see. Um. um Okay. Let, give me Scarlett Johansson was I need a, I need some movies with her and then we'll connect somebody that she was with. Jay, that's what that's what we'll do. So, uh yeah, well, let's see. Besides uh besides the Marvel films yeah, could you like even remember well, movies beyond like did did movies exist before Marvel? For her? <laughs> <laughs> now now she was in um that one with uh the divorce I think. Was it called just called Divorce? The one that they was nominated marriage, a couple years ago. Oh, the marriage, marriage story. story. Yeah, that marriage story. That one. Yeah. Um with with uh, Kylo Ren. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes, Kylo Ren. Um, she's done some uh voice stuff too like in sing yes. where, where there was a lot of a lot of famous people uh, in with, sing with matthew mcconaughey matthew mcconaughey uh, and, who was uh, the seth mcfarlane mm-hmm. uh john c Riley. who else was in that um i don't know some other people that were singing <laughs> um let's see Reece, karen edgerton edgerton was in that yeah uh, uh, okay so and then dwayne johnson uh, who was in, uh, let's see, Red Notice just recently. I could probably think of that one. That was uh, Mario Gal Gadot was, and I mean, that, Gal Ryan Gadot, Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Um, and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I'm just making branches instead of threads. <laughs> These are, I'm just saying actors, <laughs> hoping Reynolds one of them will work. has some children and he's married. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds tell you, saw a movie with Scarlett Johansson once. <laughs> there you go. Did it. Let's see. There's got to be a different way. He gosh, Why is this so hard? That He's been in everything. I didn't think I was going to be sweating this much uh, it's a, it's today. A, I mean, all you know, of these I, are two, are, are twos. That's really hard to get it down to their, to the closest. Yeah. Okay. Listen, who's in the island, Jay? Was that, that wasn't the one with, um, what's his name? Uh, Obi-Wan. Uh, Ewan yeah. McGregor. Uh, Ewan McGregor? Oh, okay. I didn't I yeah. didn't see that, but I do remember it. Uh, on another yeah, it was uh, the Michael Bay mm-hmm. film. Um, right. Let's see, was uh, Dwayne Johnson in Moulin Rouge? Was that... Uh, 
Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> he should have been. You just, yeah, he was playing Toulouse yeah. Lautrec. Yeah. Oh, I of course. <laughs> yeah. I already liked Moulin Rouge and you fixed it. Who knew? That's amazing. <laughs> oh. I'm going to give you, I'm going to go ahead and give we, you yeah, this we one. Need, it we need help. Was, Scarlett Johansson <laughs> was in Avengers Infinity War with Chris Pratt, who was also in Gem and the Holograms <laughs> with Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> of course he was. That's oh, well, of course, yes. Uh, I, I share Gem and the Holograms with my my teen boys. Uh, we <laughs> One of our favorite films, of course. And so. I forgot, because I got that Gem and the Holograms tattoo on my shoulder, but it's on the back, so I don't see it as often, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear you. It's still funny. <laughs> I... I would have studied more for this if I had, you know, oh, no. had it's, some inkling. I've got, I've got one more. <laughs> if you can get it in one, Ezra Miller to Paul Rudd. Ezra Miller to Paul Rudd by by one film that one they share or one connection together. to Paul and Rudd. I only bring it up because it is it it is just like I have seen the movie. I like the movie quite a bit, and. I never in a million years had you, would you ask me if Paul Rudd and Ezra Miller were in a movie together? I would say no. Is, is it one of those things like movie 43 where it's just one of those weird no, cameo it is things? Not. It is not. Okay. I haven't seen many Ezra Miller uh, films, okay. so that would be pretty hard. I've seen this movie <laughs> uh, that I am talking about is an adaptation of, yes, we need to talk about Kevin. Thank you, Brian, in the chat room. Thank you so much. Uh, that was months back. <laughs> Time is uh, not on my side. So uh, we need to talk about Kevin. He's just extraordinary. And uh, he was in this movie also with young Emma Watson, Logan Lerman. Oh, Dylan oh wait. Joan Cusack. Emma Watson. Okay, wait. Emma Watson. That was... Um, oh, this is... This is from like... Red Circle? Like 10, 10 ish years ago, uh, right? Like the... Um, Oh, I. You, what is this? She's like a, uh, it's like a right high schoolish on one or something, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 2012. 2012. Yeah, the perks of being a wall. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. What? Look at you. Lessons that we have learned about encyclopedic knowledge of the Flash doesn't always extend <laughs> immediately <laughs> and excessively. Well, now wait. You asked me how like uh, Barry I Allen is, is connected so to you know hard. Killer Frost. Then I yeah. got that. I got that. <laughs> Yeah, you guys did great. You did great, uh, yeah. and you cut. You know, I just say you catch me in college with this when oh, yeah. I was living, breathing movies. Like I could do, uh, you know, I could connect uh, all the way back to you know somebody like Charlie Chaplin or something like that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is uh, it's it's hard. To, there's too much content. It's hard to do that, and I uh, am just relieved to know <laughs> that uh, I am in such good company. I'm really best when I'm holding the computer. Let's just say that. Uh, yeah, I, because, IMDb has really spoiled. Yeah. Well, and the you know being able to search for anything has kind of spoiled that muscle yeah, memory that really I, I had built up at one point in the pre-internet days. Well, so I just say, raise your hand if you loosely remember your own phone number, right? <laughs> not really. <laughs> not yeah. Really. Well, hey, back when, when it was Kevin Bacon, my high school ID numbers out, it was easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. That is exactly right. All right. Hey, that's we a story, have, and he's sticking to it. Uh, we have a list 
uh, of things to talk about. We're going to be talking about terrible places to spend the weekend uh, from the crew last week. But first, a little bit of housekeeping. If you're not a member yet, but would like to become one, head over to thenextreel.com slash membership. It'll cost you five bucks a month. Members get access to live streams as we record to help us in our trivia efforts. Uh, early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed, access to the super secret member channels in Discord, member bonus episodes, and even stickers. And if you're wondering what movies the next week is, the next reel is going to be talking about in coming weeks and months, you can visit our HQ page over on Letterboxd, where you'll find a list of all the movies in the 2021-22 season. And while you're there, Letterboxd is offering a discount to anyone listening to the next reel. Just use the code NEXTREEL at checkout, and you can upgrade your own Letterboxd account to pro or patron with 20% off. That also works for renewals. Uh, best social network for movie lovers, in my humble opinion. So head, it, uh, head over there. That's Let why I couldn't find it. I, I was looking at pan and scan. I can't oh, believe I got yeah, it all no, wrong. Panandscan.com, so. but missing the last A, probably. Pan and scan. Right. <laughs> so yeah. anyhow. Not as good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> okay. We, this is our list. Terrible places to spend the weekend. Uh, all right. It it was I I think we we might have uh, we might have dodged a, a worse um, uh, setup listening to last week's show. I think this was this was actually a pretty fair uh, way to go. And I I my cup runneth over with places I don't want to go uh, in movies. So yeah, that's the real like outside. Challenge. Yeah, it's like figuring out which ones uh, I don't want to go first uh, more than you guys. So that's where we are now because mm. of the way the movie or the show works. Uh, they who got the trailer in first goes first and defines the order for our list picks. Steals happen when uh, somebody has picked a movie before you had it and it was legitimately in your top three rotation. So that's where we are. I don't go first. Who got it in first? Oh my goodness, Jay. All right. So I, I've gone back and I listened to a few of your previous episodes. It seems like some people do like themes as they're doing this, but this seemed very horror centric to me at least from the the way that it was described last week and i didn't want to go that route necessarily because that did seem kind of easy to me though i now see that really even though i categorize my first film as science fiction it, it is actually a science fiction horror film <laughs> uh but that being said it's science fiction before it's horror so i do delineate that way it is uh the mall, but you know, the mall is a nice place to go. You do like to go to the mall on the weekends, unless, of course, it's the chopping mall. <laughs> oh, look at you! Yeah, that's a horror. That's a horror. I think is the problem wow. for with your strategy. <laughs> Giant robots. You know, I mean, right? right. I'll sci-fi there, I'll but uh, and you're right. I would yeah. not want to spend uh, time uh, <laughs> in the chopping mall. That's fantastic. When did you, is that in, is that in heavy rotation around your place? It, it is not, <laughs> though it was um, one of my uh, uh, Sci-Fi Saturdays uh, articles that I wrote uh, at RetroZap. Uh, uh, actually, no, maybe I didn't do it for Sci-Fi Saturdays. I think I did it for my 31 Days of Horror write-ups where oct the last, what, three or four Octobers, I do a different horror film review every day at RetroZap.com. And... Um, boy, that really wears on you as you get closer to the end of the month. That is a lot of horror films to watch 
half horror film a day or more to do these write-ups. So, uh, I but it's a, it's a classic, like cheesy B Roger Corman produced, uh, fun film. Oh, totally. Very eighties totally. style. Yeah. All right, Josh, you're up. Well, I, I didn't want to just do like horror movies. It seemed kind of easy too. So I was trying to kind of branch out a little bit. So for my number three place for me, a place I would not want to spend the weekend is Dr. Leo Marvin's vacation house. Um, I think that's only pleasant if your name is Bob Wiley. So that's, that's my choice right there. Um, from uh, what about Bob? I don't. I don't think I would want to. I, I couldn't so stand that pressure. You know, you took me. You took me so far around the bend. I had forgotten all of those names. Like they felt like very close friends, or like I went to high school with them. I was like, hey, why wouldn't I want to go there? I, I'm sorry. I, to the elevator. They, sometimes Man, they get that my a head, slow I, burn delivery. I, I sometimes I just I hear it. I just it's shouting outside my house. You know, Doctor Leo Marvin. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> Leo that's pretty good you're right i understand I his pain either, but it I is do. a lovely house it, well until until uh late sunday night on the weekend and that's when it blows up so you know that's <laughs> right well i feel uh i feel a little bit bad because you guys both went around in, in this other direction and i i did go to the places that caused me the greatest anxiety uh and mm -hmm. those those tend to be um in a horror context but they cause me anxiety, not necessarily or specifically because of the horrors that were going on in the place, but because of the places themselves. I wouldn't want to be there anyway, and so that's what where I start. The first one mm. is, uh, I, you know, you might consider it just a fun uh, girls' adventure trip. Uh, I consider it an underground hellscape. The caves in the <laughs> descent, uh, mm. I, I think, it, it helped me uh, rediscover in my love of my own claustrophobia and uh, <laughs> anything now related to uh, you know enclosed cave spaces is traumatic I don't care for it The Descent is also one of my uh, favorite uh, horror thriller films fantastic movie I, I, I want to see a mashup of The Descent and like 127 hours um, see what yeah. they could do with something like that yeah like what would you be willing to chew off to get out Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, that's smart. I don't feel we've smart. gone that far in, in horror films. No. So there are some. I like Udo Kier. I actually uh, like to imagine one, so. that the descent is happening in universe in 127 hours and like in Canyonlands, <laughs> like right below those rocks that are together underground well, is, is where the. Where he went swimming with the yeah. girls yeah. earlier. No, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just keep going yeah. down. Yeah. That is a cinematic <laughs> universe yet to be depths yet to be plumbed, as they say. Uh, yeah, I okay. think that's on my list for this uh, October. That's uh, that's a great film. Oh, outstanding! Uh, and and of course, I mean, how else are you going to follow up the chopping mall? Oh well, if if you don't like going to the mall, may I suggest a amusement park? Because amusement parks are all the rage. I mean, you know, they're interactive. Uh, this particular one, it's, it's a little dry and dusty. Um, and the robots tend to, uh, you know, go off the rails and try to murder people. Uh, and of course that is Westworld. Westworld. A, uh, great place to live, but a horrible place to visit. 
What I did don't you, know. What did you think of the? Did you like? Are you a fan of the film? The original film yeah. has, I think, merit to it. It's it's terribly dated now. With the uh, especially if people who have watched the the TV series, which what it's been like seventeen years since the last season aired, I guess uh, on that. <laughs> If if you're a fan of the TV series and you try to go back and watch the movie, I don't I don't think it works that way. But but growing up, that was aired a lot on TV, and I I just remember seeing it and I thought it was pretty free. I like I thought you Brenner played a pretty freaky looking gunslinger coming after you, and you know it was pre Terminator days, so there wasn't really anything else like that. And uh, you know. Michael Crichton did a good job at it. He's done obviously better stuff since then. I'll just say I saw Westworld before I saw The King and I, which totally changed that movie Uh, for me. uh, uh, (laughs) 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 What Westworld needed is more big numbers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Westworld is on deck. All right, Josh, number two. All right. Well, um, now I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is for some people, but for me, this is just a little bit too intense to spend a weekend. Um, you know, I, I like having fun and I like, uh, uh, maybe going in the big city, maybe even a little Vegas, but this one's a little rough for me. That would be Biff Tannen's pleasure paradise hotel in Hill Valley, (laughs) California. Oh my! I was so close to picking that. (laughs) Oh my God. That is a horror show. Wow. I, uh, that the 27th floor is so nice. (laughs) It's uh, it's a little dangerous for me. Amazing. (laughs) Uh, that is amazing. That's one of those picks that you say it out loud and suddenly it's like, all I feel is regret for not getting there first. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm glad I was better at that than the game. So that's that's good. I'm... Oh no, you just did, <laughs> just won the won the show. I uh, my second one is um, so I, this I've talked about this a number of times on the show, and I I it was just horrible having to go back and and relive it because of when I saw this movie. I saw this movie um, in how it it wasn't 1979. It would have been the early 80s. Uh, watching this on TV and dad said, hey, I think you'll like this movie and left me alone in front of the TV in the den with the door closed. Uh, <laughs> You're scaring me. I don't even know what it is yet. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's apocalypse now. To, to many places in and around Ferndale, California, uh, but not the least of which is the, um, the Marston House. 850 Bluff Street in Ferndale. That is the location of the original house in Salem's Lot. That movie <sighs> broke me as like a 10-year-old. And uh, I have I, I count Mr. Blue as one of my great nemeses in my life to this day. <laughs> the kid floating outside the window. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Open yeah. the door, Danny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, open yeah. the window. Yeah. It's, wow, yeah. It's that, straight that's... up the worst. The house is gone. The house has been replaced by what looks like a, a double wide uh, on the hill, but you can definitely see it. And um, it's not great. Uh, it's... Uh, Mm-hmm. Not great. Uh, they did a pretty good job of making California look like, um, you know, Maine. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't care for it. Salem's Lot, the TV TV film, originally aired November seventeenth, nineteen seventy nine. 
Nice. That's, that's my number two. All right. Yes. This is so far, your round. list is terrifying me the most. <laughs> it, it still terrifies me to this day. This was an easy pick. Easy pick. Uh, Jay, what's your number three? So, again, uh, I'm counting Chopping Mall as a sci-fi film. I'm counting Westworld as a sci-fi film. So, um I was I was bouncing around a couple different ideas here, and I wanted to take us uh, far away and and far back into the past, even though it's a futuristic film. So that's uh, that's confusing enough. But Planet of Altair Seven, which is featured as the Forbidden Planet, which it seems nice on the outside, but you know once you meet the caretaker, it uh, gets a little hairy there. <laughs> it's a little psychological uh, horror, I guess, in there as well. Classic character piece. <laughs> Classic. It says right there uh, on the brochure, forbidden. You're not supposed to go there. Yeah, right. You're not supposed to go there. Why would you want to spend a whole weekend there? <laughs> Is planet forbidden? <laughs> no, that's, see, that's the from Star Trek 3, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so forbidden planet and planet forbidden, those two, yeah, two different things. <laughs> All right, Josh, your favorite. Well, I, I, I did have to you do would like to not spend a weekend. Yeah, I had to pick at least one kind of horror type film. Um, and this this terrifies me, right? Like when I see stuff like this, it still kind of uh, makes things clinch when I watch it. But uh, <laughs> I would not want to spend the weekend. Or somebody, really even... somebody did, did anybody write down for next week uh, movies that make <laughs> things clinch? I'm making a note. I, I did not. No, I, that is not in my suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I uh, I would not like to spend even five minutes in this particular place. That would be um, Buffalo Bill's floor pit from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> That's not a weekend for me right there. I really struggled with my final pick. Um, and I, I, asked my, I asked my wife, I said, really quick, give me the most terrible place you would ever want to spend a weekend. <laughs> And her answer very quickly was Sandra Bullock in space. And so I'm not going to pick that. It was, it was kind of a bonus. I also, I hate, it's a great choice. I hate space, but it didn't give me the kind of seething anxiety that this particular film gives me. Now this film uh, was groundbreaking in a number of ways, not the least of which in what it accomplished with an incredibly small budget and, uh, and very small personal cameras and wandering around in the woods. To this day, oh. you put me in a weird aspen grove and make funky sounds in the distance, and I am right back in the Blair Witch Project. That was shot in That's the, 30 minutes from my house. Oh, that is so... Like a Creek yeah. State Park? Uh, yeah, Kirkusville, Maryland is uh, just about 30 miles and maybe a little bit further uh, west of Baltimore here. So I find that kind of environment just, I mean, haunting, haunting. And I think they did a great job capturing that. I, I have, you yeah. know, watching the movie, it like there, you can't kind of recapture that first time experience. But I was, I, I was genuinely, um, you know, I, it was one of those movies I didn't want to see because too many people had seen the Blair Witch Project, and it was it was so much, so much blech about the Blair Witch Project. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, of course, that's why, because yeah, 
Um, <laughs> it's pretty much the first film, I think, that uh, kind of broke that found footage mold, too, for, yeah. uh, you know, because then after that, you know, you had uh, Paranormal Activities and REC and all of those kind of uh, movies that had the, that found quality to them. But yeah, yeah I mean, a great, it, it's like a student film that, I mean, because it's, seems real right it's there's a place and it's it's around here and that's there are creepy things that happen around you know baltimore and dc but a lot of those are politically based i guess uh, yeah right well that is that marks the end of my list i think we have a list of three places i wouldn't want to spend any time in uh personally (laughs) well done uh gents well done and no steals I didn't think there was going to be any, honestly. That's quite a broad topic there. Well, and speaking of broad topics, this is our turn (laughs) to pick the topic for next week. And we should say that next week's gang is, uh, it will be led by the one Kyle Olson and Ocean Murph and Jay Shepard will be back on the show next week, uh, keeping you guys in the rotation. So that means that really it's me and Josh who are going to be handing over next week's topic. Okay, okay. Well, I'll just say since it's the weekend after uh, Valentine's Day, you should do films about hearts. Really, that's what it it should be. Films about hearts. That is broad enough to come up with a truly horrific uh, list. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can think. But I want to hear what you guys have to say. So, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. well, uh, okay, films about hearts on the list for sure. What else? Now, um, it next week's show still uh, takes place during the Olympics. So I thought Ooh. of you know activities and movies that should be Olympic events. <gasps> oh, that oh. should be Olympic yeah, events. Aren't. The Olympic events. They're not Olympic events, <laughs> but they should be. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, nice. I actually I I feel like I I am sold. I feel like I am hard sold on that topic. Uh I'm that, already uh, I've already got stuff yeah. rolling through my brain <laughs> on that one. Wow. You got a little okay, bit. Oh, we got to get the we got to get the phrasing right. Movies if things in movies or events. How did you activity, say it? I said activities. Oh, I was okay. thinking activities. of activities. Yeah. Or possible Olympic events. It's some stuff popped Olympic in my head, but I don't want to say it. I don't want to give him. Yeah, you don't want to say so, it because yeah. he's here. He's like, yeah. Listen. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll just turn off my headphones for a second. <laughs> you will. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know activities right. or events or uh, um, I didn't want to limit it to games, right? I, I thought maybe that that might be too specific, but I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I I do like that. Act, I, I'm thinking activities that should all caps be Olympic events. Okay. Right, things that happen in movies that should be Olympic events, celebrating the Olympics, celebrating the gift of sport by taking <laughs> things in movies and making them Olympic competition worthy. Oh, I cannot wait no. to hear oh, the I'm agony very, of defeat. Very excited about this. Yes, we are. In All fact, right, well, I got a great one to get back at you, Josh. So. <laughs> <laughs> great! I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> This is great. Thank you, uh, everybody, for tuning in. And thank you, uh, guys, both for jumping into the rotation. Uh, Jay and Josh, uh, you told us your story up front, but what do you have going on coming up that you want to plug 
on your other various and sundry properties. Yeah, sure. I'll go ahead over to RetroZap.com. That's where we are. That's where we host a Superhero Suite podcast covering all things superhero-related. Uh, this week, we focused on the origins of Black superheroes for Black History Month. Um, and then we also have a series of after shows for popular TV shows, like you mentioned, Scarlet Velocity, a Flash podcast, which returns in March. So that's coming up. And then uh, some of the older shows like Green Justice and Arrow podcast and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. case files. Yeah, and you can also hear us weekly on Enjoy Stuff, where uh, our tagline is, we find the fun in everything. Uh, as Josh has mentioned earlier, focuses on pop culture and all things retro-related. Um, our most recent episode there looked at the Ghostbusters franchise, and then next week we're looking at some retro-inspired Valentine date ideas. So that that should be pretty fun. Um, and you can also read my weekly write-ups, uh, Sci-Fi Saturdays at RetroZap.com, which look at fun and iconic films from the 1950s to the the present. And uh, you can also check out my exhaustive list of Marvel Cinematic Universe filming locations at mcolocationscout.com. Wow, you guys are busy. And that didn't sound like you had prepared it at all. Thank you. <laughs> you right off the cuff. It's what we talk about right every week. So, yeah. Not we were supposed to prepare track, something? My friends, <laughs> you did great. Look, we are doing over in the next reel what you are about to hear. I think this weekend is going to be, or the next week is the weight of water. Maybe that already went out. And then between the lines is going to come out uh, this coming week. Uh, we're still in the middle of our journalist series and we're transitioning into our series on the films of the great John Hurd and having some good fun there. Spoiler, we didn't care for Weight of the Water, The Weight of Water. Not a uh, not great, great movie, but Between the Lines, that's a winner. Um, we've got uh, Weaponized Nostalgia just dropped on the Curiosity Codex Ky with Kyle Olson and myself and Rob Cabasco. That was a fun conversation. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but the Marvel Movie Minute season four on Thor this week just wrapped up episode 95, minute 95. <laughs> that means they are merely, I think, three, four weeks from finishing Thor. Uh, so if you want to catch up, now's the time. Triple speed it and you can get caught up so you can end with them. Uh, it's it's a It might be a reach, uh, but it's been a really fun season and uh, they're ending it with style. So that's everything going on here. Thank you again, everybody, for hanging out on this show. Oh, we'll catch you next weekend. And scene. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, 
or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Today. 